0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick flying solo. So the Warriors, they lost. They are 11-11. They lost to the Dallas Mavericks 116-113 in Dallas in probably the Warriors' most entertaining game of the season. Maybe there were others, but just in terms of who they were playing and the vibe, it was Felt like a playoff game, obviously. And uh, the Warriors, they just couldn't couldn't pull it out. Usually, I don't pile on the refs. But man, what is the deal with all the traveling calls? I mean, they went both ways, right? And I, I get a lot of times NBA players, they travel. But to have all those calls and then to call a travel on the Warriors' last real possession, uh, I found that a little, I found that to be poor judgment by, by the refs, you know, maybe they hate basketball <laughs> or maybe they just, you know, they were like, Hey, his spotlight's on me, but either way, either way, it's uh, it's fine. It's fine. You know, this is a game that it, it sucks to lose, but I feel good. I feel really, really good because it's just one game out of 82 And even though the Warriors are back at 500, uh, what you always want to see is growth and progress. And nothing epitomizes that more than Jonathan Kaminga. I've talked about him a lot over the past several episodes. And uh, he just keeps getting better and better. You know, like it feels like every game I come to this podcast and I say he had his best game of the season. He had his best game of the season. This game was his best game of the season. He closed the first half and almost closed the game. Uh, Kerr instead went with uh, the the lineup with Poole out there instead of Looney. So he went with Steph, Poole, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond. They couldn't pull it out. But Kaminga, he has earned Steve Kerr's trust. And you could tell the game has slowed down for him. He doesn't panic when he has a ball. He's out there, he's defending hard. He is rebounding uh and he's making quick decisions. He's making the extra pass and those are things that, you know, a young player has to learn and it looks like he's internalized those things, right? He's not thinking as much. He's not getting the ball and then panicking or trying to figure out what to do. He's he's moving it. Or he's doing something. Obviously, not perfect, but it's the steps and the trajectory that he's on at his age. It just means that he's growing and growing. And, you know, he's getting better. He'll have bad games, yes, but he's showing what he uh, can be and what we've wanted to see for him and what Steve Kerr's wanted to see and what Kamingas wanted to show. He had a 14 10 double double. And to me, that's the win of the night. You know what I mean? Like that showing, I mean, he's, he's getting really good at these one-handed rebounds where he kind of boxes out with one hand and then just snags it out of the air uh, with the other. And his line tonight, 26 minutes, which if you recall just a couple of weeks ago, he was playing like four minutes, six minutes, right? He would get like a first quarter stint. And then he'd, you know, do a couple things that maybe Steve Kerr was a little wary of, and uh, you wouldn't see Kaminga in the second half at all. So he played 26 minutes, uh, six for eight from the field, one for one from three, and that was like a really big three pointer. Uh, only only uh, hit one out of his four free throws, which sucks because they lost by three. But you can find three points anywhere. Usually he's a really, really good free throw shooter at this point, but he just missed, right? It it is what it is. But 10 boards, one assist, two blocks, uh, 14 points plus 21 on the night. This is awesome. This is fantastic. Like, It's funny to me because if you recall... At the beginning of the season, you go back to uh, summer league, right? When Wiseman and Moody and Kamenga were all playing, and you were seeing a lot of Kamenga handling the ball, being kind of a a point forward initiator, trying to add to his skill set. And in summer, it was it was mixed results, right? He was getting to the line a lot, but he was you know kind of rushing it and a little wild, and his handle wasn't as tight. And this season. You know, when the season came about, there was a lot of chatter about how, where is Jonathan Kaminga going to fit in the rotation? Because it was assumed that Wiseman would be a shoe in as the backup center, a position that Kaminga also plays as a small ball center. And then Moody was plug and play as uh, a small forward or two guard. So that left Kaminga on the bench for a lot of the early season games. Uh, he he was ahead of Moody for like a game and a half and then was on the bench. Uh, didn't really get his number called until that first Pelicans game where all the vets sat. And then when the Warriors came home from that 0-5 road trip, Kaminga started playing more and more minutes. And, uh, you know, this is the result. You love to see it. Uh, and you got to applaud the kid for – having confidence and seizing the opportunity, right? I mean, the kid is never going to lack for confidence. Jonathan Kaminga <laughs> clearly has a little bit of cockiness to him, and that's great. You know, that's great <laughs> when he's on your team. Uh, but it's wild because Moody is out of the rotation, and of course, James Wiseman is in the G League. And uh, it's it's insane to me on defense, you're watching him. He was bugging Luca out there. He picked him up, you know, full court a lot of times. And just by his size, his strength, his length. I mean, Luca's is still, I believe, like, you know, taller than him. But Kaminga is obviously more athletic uh, and whatnot. So he played defense well against Luca. He played well against uh, Christian Wood, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Finney Smith, everybody that he was up against because you know and you love to see that because we know and we've said we saw this last season that uh we always thought that Kaminga could guard one through five with the five being you know kind of a more small ball uh center. So this is the progress that you want to see. And uh he's clearly jumped ahead of Anthony Lamb in terms of minutes and he's earned the trust. Like you know, the Warriors, Steve Kerr, Bob Myers, everybody, they want their talented lotto picks to not be stuck behind two-way players. You know what I mean? And Lamb for you know as solid as he's been, uh, 16 minutes, four of six from the field, two of four from three, 11, uh, 11 points plus 13. Kaminga can obviously bring you so much more and that's, that's a huge thing, especially when the Warriors were missing so much from their bench early on, and it was like the young guys who couldn't provide uh, that extra oomph that you need, and with a team that you know needs as much athleticism as possible beyond Andrew Wiggins. Jonathan Kaminga is just such a huge injection of that. That's that's it. That's my takeaway from this game. The loss is a loss. You know, you, you just kind of uh write it off and you move on to the next one. In this five-game chunk, which started with the Timberwolves game, games 21 through 25, I was like, let's let's go four and one. You know, let's see if they can pull that off. And they're one and one right now, but now they're going home and they have three very winnable games against uh, the Bulls, who have talent, but you know they're not playing well this season. The Rockets, who are not good, but they're young and maybe are threatening. Who knows? Uh, not really, but um, that'll be an interesting game because uh, the Warriors, they had trouble with the Rockets in Houston. That's the game where Clay kind of – one of the games where he kind of broke out of it. And just to see – like how far they've come, like they should hopefully dominate that game. And then the next game after that is uh, a surprisingly good Indiana Pacers team. So, you know, these are not given. You know, these are not, not all shoe wins but these are all games that the Warriors should win plain and simple. Cause they're all at home against teams that don't have as much talent as they do. And the Warriors can trot out the best player on the court in all of those games, so if they can go four and one that stretch, uh, starting from the Wolves game, then you know I'm happy. You know I'm happy with that one, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll go on from there. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns, like will James Wiseman actually be on this Warriors team by the end of the season? I hope so. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The app is super easy to use. Just pop it open, do what you got to do, and you're good to go. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Another thing too is that in terms of progress, the starters had carried the Warriors so much this season. And uh, they were shooting poorly to start this one. They shot terribly and they dug themselves into a big hole. And it was the bench and the second unit, the Draymond Green-led second unit that brought them out of it. And I'd said, I wonder how this uh, new second unit will travel and it's traveled well, you know, (laughs) on the road, it looks good just like it does at home. So that's another thing you just take away with you. You know what I mean? Wiggins had probably his most mediocre game of the season so far and Clay, uh, he did not shoot it well, but I will say this for Clay. He did not look like he was kind of getting in his own head. He did not, like, feel sorry for himself. He did not, you know, press. He let the game come to him still. And, you know, it, uh, it just didn't fall for him. And even the last shot, he had a good look. He missed. It is what it is. You move on from that. But if the bench can consistently uh, play like this, I mean, they may not play as well. Every time, but if they can get to this, you know, at least a couple of those guys get to this, and then you know you won't have Clay and Wiggins tanking every game at this point. So we're in a good spot. We're in a good spot, and uh, you know, uh, hats off to to the Mavericks. They they hit the shots that they needed to, and um, you know they they took one at home. They clearly wanted this game. They wanted it more than the Warriors. You know, I'm not going to say that in terms of a competitive sense that the Warriors like sat back, but it's like one of those things that the Warriors smacked them in the Western conference finals. They were out to prove something. And the Warriors were still right there when their starters did not play well for the majority of uh, the first and then even parts of the third quarter, you know? So uh you move on. And um one more thing, Uh Jordan Poole. I just got to say, it's weird, man. Like, Last season, I used to point out how he always <laughs> looks like he falls down uh, every time he goes to the basket, but he also tends to slip a lot. I don't know if he jukes himself out of his sneakers or if he needs more traction or something, but sometimes he's a little ahead of himself. And uh, you saw that tonight slipping, falling. And I believe it was a second to last possession where uh, the Warriors, I think it was a rebound. And Poole got the ball in the left corner. And it seemed like he was a little rushed, panicked. I don't, I'm not going to impose like his mindset in terms of panic, but like he looked a little like out of sorts at that point. And, um, you know, the whole possession was kind of rushed. And the Warriors, they did have, they had a stretch where they just couldn't hit a shot. And uh, uh, that's unfortunate. So it's a make or miss league, as they say. And the Warriors didn't hit enough. They only shot 25.6% uh, from uh, three, 11 for 43 uh, from three overall. And, um, you yeah, know, move on to the next one. So uh, good signs, though, overall, because uh, the two of the biggest things of the season were the the bench unit and, you know, the young guys. And at least Kaminga is looking really Really good. He's looking like a, a bit of a revelation. He he looks <laughs> like he's been in the league for a little bit at least. He's getting the ball and he's making decisive moves, deci- taking decisive actions instead of like, you know, holding it and whatnot. Because, you know, in the sur- in summer league, that's what he would do. Like He had the ball in his hands and he would try to kind of take somebody off the dribble. In this one, he's moving it and keeping the game flowing. And I think that's uh, a big, big Sign for him in his maturity that he's doing what this team needs him to do in the flow of the offense and the defense. So fourteen and ten, double double. Uh, I'll take that. You know, I'll take his progress and the second unit's progress. I mean, I, I would take the win too, but uh, it's a it's a very very nice consolation for a, a a tough loss. Anyway, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick e. Pino saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amarto for production support. See you next time.